0: And now for something completely
1: different. Here's
0: what's coming up this hour on today's experience. It's wild and wonderful. What's going to happen? We have no idea. Let's sit back and enjoy the ride. Can I get a wowser bowser Wednesday? Because God is in charge of this crazy bus called The Christian Journey. First off, Christian Chaos Part 2. Ooh. A tale of two cities, a tale of three kings, a tale of four Jews. That's the ticker, and here we go. Four Jewish Christians, all from the same city in Detroit, Michigan, all living in the same neighborhood, two of which which were and still are best friends. All saying yes to Jesus within 30 days of each other and all on fire for Jesus Christ after that being known as the four musketeers. Next came a Jewish Christian rabbi, and out goes a Jewish Christian rabbi. Enter Pastor Ken, Bible-knower extraordinaire. He instructed us to take down the rabbi. That was what God wanted from us. And afterwards, it would be time to learn from the anointed leader. He told us we were special. He told us that we were gifted, and he told us never to challenge him because he was God's chosen in our lives, and people that questioned him died. And finally, now that we were titled and extraordinarily gifted, we needed to become part of a work from a sweat point of view. And by sweat, I mean money. Remember, Billy and I were from a wealthy family, so what do you do when you are the anointed of God? You start working your way into your disciples' pockets... Just like Jesus did. Oh, wait. I guess Jesus didn't try to manipulate people. Whoops. I think I read somewhere that he came to give his life to others. Hmm. But unless the Lord builds the house, oh, what's a Jew to do? Welcome to the David Spoon Experience, local, national, and heavenly talk. Here's what else we're looking at during the show. Lessons for surviving, living, and prevailing. Politics, entertainment, and current events. Personal revelations, spiritual observations, my life's insanities, and oy So much more, so much more. Hey, we're asking you, what do you think? Now, you can email us during the show, david, at hemustincrease.org. That's David at he must You can text us during the show, 214 210 8483. That's 214 210 8483. You can also call us during the show. What? Live during the show? Yep. 972 445 0770. That's 972 445 0770. When you make that phone call, 972-445-0770, you'll have the privilege of talking to Mighty Gabriel. Let me tell you what that's like. That's like eating an ice cream cone without any of it dripping. And then you will be flying. See how good we get at this stuff? Just it was so much better at that time than it was the first time. It's incredible. All right, so here's the bottom line. The bottom line is if you have a praise report, if you have a prayer request, you got something you want to share, maybe you got a question about pizza. Should it be square or should it be round? I don't know. You got to call and ask. Here's the bottom line. We also do Bible trivia, and we try to make it somewhat interesting, fascinating, challenging, and then every once in a while just goofy. Who was the first person to see Jesus alive? Try to leave out angels and uh, God the Father, okay? (laughs) So let's go away from that. Who was the first person to see Jesus alive after the res? Uh, If you think you know the answer, 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483. As well, you can send an email, David, at he must increase... Dot .org. Uh do want to give you a couple of updates on a few different things. So thank you everybody for giving and for giving above and beyond because we were able to pay the radio rent a day early, which we think is fantastic. Thank you. Uh also uh Easton, Julianne and Jared that whole thing it's a mess. <laughs> I'm not going to tell you anything different So we were trying to coordinate if there was a way That we can get down there and help them out And that didn't work out and we were trying to work with Josh and Ashley And figure out how to bring the kids back here And that's all in process And it looks like what we are going to do Is when she gets closer to the pregnancy Is we are going to go out there, pick up the kids, bring them back And then I'll have them for like two weeks at our house Which means that one or two days They're going to come in the studio That ought to be hilarious uh, But I'm just letting you know that they need a Serious prayer and the biggest amount of prayer, because they're getting coverage for the next couple of days, but the biggest amount of prayer is that Julianne and Jared are tired, and that's the thing I want you to really pray for, is praying for them to have like a refreshness and a strengthening. In fact, let's pray for that, because it's my daughter and son-in-law, and that's important uh, as well. So let's pray. Father, we come before you right now. We thank you, praise you. I'm asking for everybody else's faith to join mine, because I need their faith. I have faith. I just need their faith to join with mine, so we can have that much more faith. And what we pray for is that you would give refreshment to Julianne and Jared. I cannot even imagine having a child like Easton with special needs, then being pregnant, and then having the other two kids. It's just beyond my scope, and she's a better Christian, and he's a better Christian than I'll ever be. And I just ask you to give them such refreshment, such strength, as you have tested their metal all the way, and they have shined all the way through. We just pray your abundant blessings in their life. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Okay. So, we've got that covered. We've got that covered. Uh, Maybe this is a good time for us to bring in Captain Chris and to have him talk. Because I'm going to be doing a little bit on the past and... Eh, it's draining, more draining than you think. But I do want Captain Chris to have this opportunity. Uh, We'll have a little bit of an exchange. I don't know what he's prepared to uh, share or not. So I am going to give him, it's not the floor, because on the floor are ping ping pong balls. It's the microphone. Uh, Captain Chris, what be going on?
2: Well, uh, this is going to be my last week here at KWAM and the David Swoon Experience, unfortunately. Boo! Okay, I ahead. know, I, that's, that's fair.
0: <laughs> um, no, I guess I got an amazing job opportunity, and uh, so I'm sad to be leaving here. But I've enjoyed my time here, but I'm going to have to be moving on. Well, I think what's what people will recognize, uh, especially like Brother Ace and so on and so forth, you have been a great blessing for the show. People love you. You have a great spirit. Uh, you know, it took a couple of weeks and months for us to get into maybe more of a flow. It wasn't really hard, but uh, it, it just we're just so excited for you. I mean, I'm just excited for you that the Lord's opened up a great opportunity and uh, and it's been my privilege to have you as the uh uh producer and the board manager and uh, the coordinator. I don't know what other titles do they give you? I don't even know what they give you anymore. There's like, like title to this. And Janitor. Things. Yeah, okay. Janitor. And uh, all around nice guy. Uh, you do get to keep the pink ping pong balls because they are a special gift. And I'll get Gabriel something else so he can, can work on that. But I just want you to know how much we appreciate you. We love you. And then let me pray over you as well. Is that okay? All right, Absolutely, David. Thank Let's you. Let's pray. Let's pray. Father, we come before you right now. We lift up Captain Chris to you. Now, yeah, I know, Lord. He's a He's a child of the Most High God, and we just ask you to pour your grace and mercy into his heart. Give him favor in the places that he goes. Give him your graciousness. Let him lean on you. He's heard a lot of teaching in the last uh, over the year, and I just pray that he would call on some of it that would help him draw closer to you and that you would bless the work of his hands, and that he would, in fact, be a blessing to other people as he goes forward. We pray that you would pour yourself upon him and protect him in all ways. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. And amen. And amen. Amen, brother. I appreciate it. I you appreciate either. you. Yep. I love you in the Lord, bro. All right. So that's that news. And uh, yeah, that's not easy because, you know, although I will say that the one person who knows me well goes, man, you go through uh, bored people like. Uh. <laughs> if they only knew. <laughs> if they only knew. Uh, I'm difficult. No, you're just fun. Yeah. I'm difficultly fun. Okay. How about that? Uh, okay, your trivia question, uh, still is because we haven't answered yet, and we're gonna go long on this one. Who was the first person to see Jesus alive? Now, 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 don't answer his mom and dad, okay? Because we're not talking about that, we're talking about the res, okay? If you think you know the answer, 972 445 0770. L had to do something. <laughs> Uh two one four two one zero eight four eight three four text and then David at he must increase for uh, email got a lot of emails, but you got to keep it there. You know, it's one of the important part of it. All right, so I do want to go right into this uh, little thing. I don't want to spend a whole lot of time doing repeats. We are doing Christian chaos. I have no idea what I'm going to break or how it's going to go, so we're just going to go with the flow, see what happens, and that's all we got. Uh, So as you guys will remember me talking about just a little bit in the past, uh, we we had just eaten up our our rabbi Christian, uh, the Jewish Christian rabbi, uh, under the orders of Pastor Ken saying he's not anointed. I am kill him, uh, but that was a you know like a, more of a uh, take him down kind of thing. It turns out, just so that you can all know, we found out that afterwards, Ken told us all these all these things about what Michael he was the guy that was involved. We were involved with what he said about us and all these unbelievable things. And you know, like he was you know he he cursed at us and he hated us and, and all these things. Turns out, everything that Ken said about that was a lie. But we didn't think a man of God would ever lie. <laughs> we were dumb. So here's the here's the bottom line. The bottom line is well, we're just going that's we're just writing that off. That's over. Right, we're done. And as we were getting hungrier in the Lord and getting more uh, uh, anxious in the Lord to keep going forward in the Lord, it was under the wisdom of uh, the, the moment where Pastor Ken decided he was going to give us all titles. What's funny about that, and that because we were going to have titles, we were going to have a church. Now, what's funny about that is it was only the four of us, and all four of us had titles. You know, everybody's in charge. <laughs> it's like, but remember, we're young in the Lord, and we're young in life. And because of that, we didn't know how the churches operated any different. The disadvantage for Billy, Bruce, Larry, and I was that we were in this place where we didn't understand how a true church functions or what it's supposed to be. So these things were being defined for us by the people that we were connected to. I think that's an important point to make that sometimes you will be the definition for some people, you will be the explanation for some people in regards to what Jesus is like. And you need to be aware of that. And when there, when people are young and impressionable and hungry for the Lord, you can have a great impact. And that can be a very positive thing, and it can also be a very negative thing, which is why true leaders of God should be humble servants following in the steps of Jesus Christ. So what happened in our little gathering, and, and just to be honest, we thought it was a church, but it was much more of a club than a church. Okay, that's a nice way to put it, right? But we then in, were introduced to the dynamics of church. So what does that mean we were introduced to the dynamics of church? Well, what is one thing that many churches do very well? They take offerings. And then we were taught, remember, Billy and I, wealthy background, we were taught that offerings is the only way for God to bless us financially. Forget the fact that we had just rejected $40 million (laughs) to follow the Lord, right? which is $106 million in 2022, forget that fact, or forget any of that other stuff. The only way God will ever bless you is by you giving. Really? How much are we supposed to give? Well, normally you should give 10%, which is a tithe. But because you guys are being specially trained, we want to see double tithes and an offering. That came out to about 25%. That's what we were told the Lord wanted from us. Now, if you were told by a person of God, this is what God wants from you, and you didn't know the scripture or you didn't know any better, wouldn't you want to do what God wanted you to do? Easy to manipulate when you get to that point, isn't it? Uh, do all churches do that? Of course not. There's so many churches that I, and I'll just say this real quickly. I went to one church. It was a, a wonderful church in Temecula, California. When they did the offering, everybody got up and danced. They brought out the tambourines. They I mean the band played. I mean I'm not playing you know, you know, they weren't playing like tithe songs and gift songs. They were playing like march on songs like you know, when the Saints go marching in kind of thing. It was incredible. Right. And then other churches, they'll have boxes and they'll use kind of the the theory that was used in the Old Testament where they'd have boxes and people would put money into boxes so they don't even take offerings. There's nothing wrong with taking offerings. There's nothing wrong with asking for money, even though I hate doing it. But there's something wrong when the pastor wants to know how much you make so that he can depend on your double tithes and offerings. You get that picture? All right. Is somebody calling in to answer that trivia question? All right, let's send them on through. That's a little ring. Knock, knock. This is David. Who am I talking to? Hi, David. This is Deborah. Hi, Deborah. How are you?
1: I'm doing okay. And you? I'm
0: doing pretty good today. I'm, I'm feeling pretty good. I got a lot of my stuff done. I think I'm starting to relax from the whole doctorate. I think it's just now coming in that I'm starting to chill out. So... Uh, I know that's nice. <laughs> All right, here we go. Here's your big trivia question: Who and and we're just gonna ignore that Al said the answer is God, so because that's just too funny. <laughs> Who was the first person to see Jesus alive at the after the resurrection?
3: Uh, was it Mary?
0: Yes, it was Mary. Mary Magdalene was the first person to see Jesus alive after the resurrection. So that is the correct answer. She was the first one to see. Uh, she wasn't the first one to believe, per se. She was just the first one to see. That's a separate trivia question for a later time. But uh, great job. Excellent work. She the <laughs> <laughs> you are so great. I love it when you call in. So I want you to know how much we appreciate you you and what a blessing you are to everybody
1: well thank you and i want to say that um
3: captain chris will be missed that um gabriel's gonna be good too
0: <laughs> yep thank you thank you and he appreciates that they both appreciate that and we're working it together as teams so thank you for saying that that's nice of you
2: okay
0: y'all have a great afternoon all right god bless you all right god bless you bye bye all right deborah one of our most Effective guessers of all trivia. (laughs) She's like the guesser. Is it? Is it? It's kind of like a Jeopardy thing, but it's not. All right, we're going to take our break, and then we're going to come back, and then we'll pick it up. I don't want you guys to get sad on some of this testimony stuff. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere.
1: Can't stand the skill. Can't stand the shame
2: may be false, but it feels the same. So I punish myself. I go down to the jail of my soul. Who is David Spoon? I have no idea. People have asked me about the David Spoon experience. They wanted to know what I thought of him. Like any person searching for answers, I have wondered about him. He was born and raised Jewish and after intense drug use, became a Christian He's married to his best friend Noel, has three children, six grandchildren, plus two dogs named Levi and Bert. He has three separate ordinations from three different denominations, and is a summa cum laude for his BA degree in Ministry and Leadership, as well as a master's degree of Theological Studies and is involved in a PhD program. He has a weird sense of humor and talks a lot. If people are seeking wisdom and insight from the great teachers around the world, would they go to David? No, I don't think so. And those big ears really don't help him. But would they enjoy his perspective on life, culture, politics, food, sports, local and national news? I don't know. I guess people will have to listen to find out. What is the David Spoon experience?
3: This is Ray Bentley.
0: Ray Bentley, the man, the myth, the legend on the show. I am going to say that about you. It has been four years and and six months and 29 days since you've been live on the David Spoon Experience.
3: Oh, man. (laughs) Finally, I'm I'm sliding in under the tag home safe. You are
0: safe. Okay. And so I'll I'll tell the entire audience real simple. uh, After this interview, you can either blame Ray or you can bless Ray (laughs) because it was his fault. A year and a half ago on February 12th when he called me and said, you should be back on the radio. You Amen. All, you, you just point Amen. to that guy. Okay. <laughs> all right, first of all, Ray, I want to ask you a really important question to start everything off with. The time is yours. You determine how much time you've got. It's totally up to you. But I do want to just ask you this quick question. How you doing?
3: <laughs> you know what? I am doing uh, good. I, I'm doing – actually, I'm doing – great. I think these are exciting times. Uh, I I feel like we're in an acceleration of things happening, of God moving, of kind of things that we thought about and imagined prophetically what it would look like, and it's like happening so much so fast with such acceleration, I'm like, I can't hardly keep up with it all. It's just, it's a great hour uh, to look up and to encourage one another you know i i do realize there's lots of uh challenges and these are trying times but out of the worst of times come the best of times
1: if jesus
0: welcome back To the David Spoon experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas, where you're going to get the weirdest trivia question you have heard in a long, long time. This is not a biblical answer, but it is related to our Christian walk. Get that? Get that? I think I've made that pretty clear. So here is the trivia question. What now, what do we call the, I'll answer the question before I even got through it. What do we call the Friday when Jesus died? What do we call that Friday? It has a title. What is the title for that Friday that Jesus died? If you think you know the answer, remember, it's not really biblical per se. Uh, Very good, ladies. Very good, Al. Uh, Actually, Al got that one first. Uh, 972-445-0770. That is the number to call, 214-210-8483. And then you can send an email, David, at he must increase... Dot org. We do have somebody calling in, so that is a good sign as we get things rolling. I do have a joke, which I will be doing. It's kind of weird, just so you guys can know. It's kind of weird reliving some of the past stuff because it's been a long time, but it had a really big impact on a lot of different believers uh, in different ways. So, so for me, it was it was probably more of a blessing because it made me get more uh, studious in the word. So I guess that's a good thing. Uh, somebody ready to answer the trivia question? Do we think so? Okay, send them on through. Knock knock. This is David. Who am I talking to? This is Gary. How are you today? I'm doing pretty good, Gary. How are you feeling today? Well, I'm making it. Uh, I'm making it. I'd rather you be making it than not making it. So I'm just being just yeah. to be forward with you. <laughs> All right. So this is a little different kind of question cuz it's you know, it's not the real you know, it's not the real biblical statement kind of question, but it is something that we all walk with and walk in. Uh, what was the Friday when Jesus died? What is that now called? Good Friday. That is correct, sir. You are right. It's so it's it's in a sense it's good. In another sense, it's not good. You know, if you're going to say Good Friday, then you got to say Better Sunday. Because it's like, come on, it's like, you know, it's Friday, but Sunday's coming, is kind of the attitude. So good job, though. Excellent. And and I wasn't trying to make that you know, non-biblical. It's just something that we operate with on a pretty regular basis, especially the recognition that these three days, they changed mankind. It changed all yeah. of mankind. So excellent job, Gary. Okay. Well, I'll be praying for you. I, I appreciate that, brother. I really, really do. Thank you so much. My pleasure. All right, you too. All right, great job by our brother Gary. Yeah, got it rolling now. All right, you ready for the jokes? Ho, ho. Ho, ho, ho. Ho. Okay, these are two jokes. That's right, I'm telling two. I'm in the two-joke mood. All right? All right. Uh, First joke, a little funny. Follow along. A minister was baptizing some new church members. As the first woman came up out of the water, she joyously exclaimed to the congregation, Bless the Lord, O my soul. The next new member shouted, The Lord is my shepherd. A third quoted, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. The fourth to be baptized was a fellow with, a, was a fellow with little knowledge of the Bible. He was also kind of timid in front of the group. So when he came up out of the water, he gave a wide grin to the congregation and exclaimed, Merry Christmas, everybody.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Merry Christmas.
0: (laughs) Oh, don't tell me that's not funny. That is funny. I know funny. I have a mirror. Uh, Here's this other one right here. Uh, (laughs) This is another classic. Uh, here's the first disappointed but polite church member. I thought the sermon was divine. It reminded me of the peace of God. It passed all understanding. (laughs) But the second one was less impressed. The church member said, I thought it reminded me of the mercies of God. I thought it would never end and it would always endure. (laughs) Okay, there you go. All right. Those weren't as good as the first one. Merry Christmas, everybody. All right, back to the stuff we're doing. You guys are like, you guys are way off. Oh, you have no idea. All right, so let's go back to this uh, giving and this process of uh, what happened to the church. So as you guys know, and I've been honest with you about this, I've tried to be brutally honest. I, I just really am not a big, I like to ask for money guy. I just don't. I understand. And I've even had uh, some of my classmates, fellow doctorate people say, you know, it's really a great opportunity for people to be blessed by the Lord. And remember, you're not just raising funds, you're raising people and that 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 da da, I need to get through that. And I understand all that. I don't have any problem with that. I don't disagree with any of that. But because of what I went through in the money realm, I hate money. It's just like I just can't say it any other way. It's not that I'm opposed to capitalism. Don't get the wrong idea. I have no opposition to capitalism whatsoever. I have a lot of opposition to socialism because that's uh, that's much more bizarre. But I don't like asking for money. That's the what I'm trying to communicate to you. And one of the reasons is this. We were expected to give more than 10%. You probably never even heard the expression double tithes in an offering. I certainly hope you never have. Or if you go to church that asks that, get out. But the idea was that we would give about 25%. That's very just for those that don't know, that's very cult-like, although cult cult cults, straight out cults, go for 50% to 90%. The idea behind this is that by controlling the money, there was more control for over us. Does that mean the Lord was never going to bless us uh, because we were giving inappropriately? No, we thought we were giving unto the Lord. That's what we believed we were doing. We were wrong, but we believed that. And remember, we came for money, so for us to give away money, that wasn't really the, the bigger issue. Uh, but it is one of the reasons why I don't like asking you guys for money. So here's what happened, and I want you to follow the sequence. So the four of us, we had a church, and and uh, with Ken, and and it was Ken's son, and and a few other people that knew us, and they hung around because they liked us. They didn't like the church any at all but we were the four musketeers and we were a lot of we were pretty goofy in fact we were so goofy we would go there was a spiral um a parking lot and we would rent roller skates and then people would drive up in the spiral parking lot and we would grab under their bumpers and then we'd go all the way to the top and then we'd get to the top and then we would you know race all the way down that's all we were we were just like we were kind of like goofy fun people right so this one month Ken, pastor ken needed to leave or let's just say I'll, I'll call him pastor ken because that's the how you can relate to the story he had to had to leave for a month we had the church there was probably about 12 people
1: <laughs> 13
0: people including the four of us <laughs> our four best friends and his family <laughs> okay so it's not not a lot of church stuff going on there so he left so we ran the church so i taught my brother led worship Uh, Bruce was the person who coordinated the announcements, and Gary's spiritual gift of of whatever was playing the drums. So anyway, so the four of us uh, ran the church, and we ran it for four weeks. Want to know what happened? The church filled up. It went from 13 people to 65 people in four weeks in a small neighborhood. No— no, uh, no real promotion except we would tell people. People came, they loved it. We didn't even know what we were doing. It was great because we were idiots. It was perfect. You know, it's like you can't make a mistake if you don't really know what you're doing. <laughs> it's like we don't know. Billy lead worship. It was great. I had a chance to preach. It was great. People loved it. The church grew. We thought, all right, the Lord has now spoken. He has made it clear, you know, we're in this. We're in this kingdom building stuff. Let's do this. Ken came back two weeks later. Everybody left. Then he told us why everybody left. Called us into his uh, little desk area. (laughs) That's all I'm going to say. And uh, said... It's because you didn't properly train these people. You didn't gear these people to hang in. You didn't teach them. The Bible says they were uh, they were from us, but they were not of us for they'd been with us. They would have uh, no doubt remained with us, but they left. So it shows they weren't of us. And they start using scripture. to. Do- and remember, we're starting to learn scripture, but don't quite know it yet to be able to take any particular kind of stands. But here's what we know. We did our best to present the gospel of Jesus Christ as we received it, and people were into it. Ken came back, and he drove them all out, and it was our fault. How's that for a church experience? (laughs) I've had many people go, I can't believe you're still in a church, let alone believing at all in any way, shape, or form. This is the stuff that happened. Just, just so you can know how serious I am about this, the neighbor who lived next door, so we were on, I think it was 2209 Harvard Street. The neighbor who lived next door, his name was Wally. Wally would say to us, are you guys crazy? Are you guys hanging out with us? Are you nuts? Have you lost your mind? We could never figure out what was wrong with Wally other than he drank beer. It was like, it was like well, if that was his big fault, he was a lot smarter than we were because he was like, you guys are nuts. You should be hanging out with that guy. We didn't know any better. We had no training. Nobody had told us what a church was or wasn't. So we were learning what it wasn't before we learned what it was. And here's something that will blow your mind. That's what King David learned. Wait a minute. You're like, what? What? Come on. Slow down, spark. Follow this. King David learned what a king should not be before he learned what a king should be. God beat the Saul out of him. How about that? How about that for a thought? Wow, right? Ah, The Lord has been good to me. So I... Thank the Lord. All right, we'll take our break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM seven seventy, the true station here in Texas. Short break. Don't go anywhere.
3: Such support is terribly appreciated, knowing it enables our beloved David Spoon to give to all of us his time, energy, like so few can, right here on KAAM.
0: What is the David Spoon experience? Do you think it's been, organizational leadership has been a good thing for church leaders?
1: Well, (laughs) I'll tell you what, it's a penetrating question. The answer is very simple. If used correctly to add value to people and serve others, it's a good thing. If used incorrectly, it's not a good thing. And, uh, you know, when people talk about everything rises and falls on leadership, I teach them often that it rises, but it also falls. And, and nothing is better than for people to have a good leader, and nothing's worse than for people to have a bad leader. And the to me, what, what makes servant leadership work is this. Most leaders put themselves first before their people. And so it is a me uh, motivation as far as leading. What's in it for me? Uh, I, I travel internationally with my uh, company, Equip, and, and uh, in fact, I'll, I'll leave Sunday for Guatemala. In fact, I'll be meeting next week with the president and the cabinet of Guatemala. And when I'm when I'm with these leaders alone, David, alone. I mean, no no handlers, no media, nothing but just alone. The question I ask them, which is, I think, the true servant leadership question, is. Will the people be at better off after you've served your term as a leader than they were before you got there? Wow. And I think that's. And when the answer is yes, you have been a good leader, it has been a good thing. Organizational leadership, good thing. When the answer is no, bad leader, bad thing.
0: Sometimes all. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM seven seventy, the Truth Station here in Texas. That's man seven seventy, the Truth Station here in Texas. This will be one of the few shows I would say people need to hear on podcast. If you have not heard this show, I think it's been a really important show. Uh, trivia question is: Is here we go. Uh, When Jesus died, what was torn in two from the top to the bottom? When Jesus died, what was torn in two from the top to the bottom? If you think you know the answer, you can call in 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483. As well, you can send an email, david at org. It is here, even though we got uh, somebody who's going to be calling in even now. <clears throat> We're going to send you up to the website. And the reason that we're going to do that is uh, twofold. One, I do want you to understand that there are a bazillion, trezillion, gazillion podcasts on our site. Okay, maybe not a bazillion, trezillion, bazillion, gazillion, but there's like 3,300 of them, which is a lot. And so we encourage you to check out the podcast. There's a lot of good material on every subject I can even think of. I mean, there's like 3,300 – it's like 9,000 sermons in there or something, if you think it we're nine 9,000 teachings, anyway. And then the other thing is that it's a place to give, and even though I don't like talking about money, I have to do it because I'm required to because it's the only way you can keep going because I can't fund everything by myself because I don't make any money. So uh, bottom line, if you have an opportunity to give, we'd love you to do so. Please check out he hemustincrease.org.
1: Prayer request? He must Praise report? He must increase.org.
2: Looking to give to this ministry?
1: HeMustIncrease.org
2: increase.org. Confused by what's
0: happening right now? He must increase.org. He must increase.org. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, Doc? <laughs> so funny. What's up, Doc? That's so good. All right, you doing all right, Gabriel? I mean, they're throwing a lot of stuff at you. All right, you got somebody ready online to answer a trivia question? Send them on through. Knock, knock. This is David. Who am I talking to?
3: This is William.
0: Hey, William. How are you?
3: Happy to be here.
0: Ha- Amen. <laughs> I'm going to say, I'm just going to stand with that with you right there. Standing with you right Amen. there. Amen. Amen. All right. All right. When Jesus died, what was torn in two from top to the bottom?
3: The veil between the holy and most holy place that opened the way for all the Gentiles.
0: That is correct, sir. Excellent job. The veil was, in fact, like a heavy curtain. And again, and we've talked about this before, that it was heavy and it was torn from the top down which is like god was the initiator of the tear coming from up top down saying i'm tearing this we're going in a new direction here it's excellent excellent job excellent answer did you know right when the
3: high priest would go in there they would tie a rope around his foot in case he wasn't perfect before god and they had to drag him out exactly
0: exactly and what's amazing is that now like because of the 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 Effective work of Jesus Christ and redeeming work. Now we can go into the Holy of Holies without having to worry about that process going on. But back then they did it. You know they went into the Holy of Holies once, a, once a year. Do you remember what the holiday is? It was called. Do you remember the? It has a Jewish name. It's called Yom Kippur, and it was for the oh, day. Yes. Of, it's the Day of Atonement that the high priest went in.
3: Yes, sir. Yeah. So what, uh, that's the, amazing. The Day of Atonement. Uh, This is awesome. I just started listening to your show. I deliver packages during the day, and and this is enjoyable for me. I get a break, too.
0: I'm glad that it's enjoyable. You'll find a few moments where you feel uh, Elka-Seltzer is necessary, and I understand that, just so you can know. (laughs) (laughs) God bless you. All right. God bless, brother. thanks for taking my answer. Take take care. All right. Bye-bye. All right. (laughs) That was fun. Yeah, we are. We're just a little weird. All right. Uh, But we, we, you know, we love the Lord. All right. So we have history. So we're going to do history, and then we're going to be back in the teaching. I don't know if we're going to – I don't know how the rest of it's going to go, so we're just going to play it by ear. And remember, this is not the normal type of teach. Well, there is really no normal teach. But this is me sharing about what happened in the past. So keep in mind, I'm kind of, you know – dodging and going through some of this as um as, as some of these feelings are being you know kind of brought back up all right so but first we're gonna do uh history let's go let's- All right, a couple things on history that I think are fascinating. Today is Walk on Stilts Day. I've done that one time. It did not go very well. If you're a stilt walker, I congratulate you. (laughs) <laughs> it's because like, that is not my, and then with my knee now, that's uh, that's out. It's National Creme Brulee Day, and I am a huge fan. Noelle and I went out somewhere really, really special one time, and uh, they uh, offered to make us creme brulee, and it was like the first time either one of us had it. It was so delicious. It was kind of like a great topper on like a really nice evening. It's uh, National Chicken Fingers Day. I'm good for that. I love chicken fingers. I'm just one of those people that like, you know, all food, unfortunately, which is why I need to do a better job on my diet. And then it's bagpipe appreciation day. And only the people that understand this reference will understand what's going on in my mind. Ready? There's a piper down. There's a piper down. A piper is down. If you know where that is from, you are a genius. Uh, 1869 in the state, chewing gum. Amos Tyler received the first patent for chewing gum. Tyler's gum consisted of white rosin and olive oil. 1940, as we just heard from the play, Bugs Bunny, what's up doc, makes his first appearance in a cartoon called A Wild Hare. And then uh, finally, in 1949, the first jet-powered airliner, a D. Havilland Comet, takes flight. There you go. That's our history. Okay, hold on. This is me crumpling up the history paper, so listen. Okay, there you go. So now you get to hear everything. All right. So let's go back to this uh, process. And I want to make sure you don't misunderstand. And it's very, 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 very important for you to get this, okay? I'm a guy that went through a terrible church experience. Okay. My brother went through it, Larry went through it, Bruce went through it. That is not an excuse to stay away from church, number one. That is not an excuse to talk bad about the church of God because the church of God is the bride of Christ. And when you talk bad about a man's woman, you're in trouble on your own. You get it? Like, you talk bad about my wife, that'd be bad Bad call, right? Well, we're the bride of Christ. You don't talk bad about the bride of Christ. Number three, in the book of Revelation, even though there's some nutty churches in the book of Revelation that had to be rebuked, where was Jesus in regards to the church? He was in the middle of the lampstands. He was in the middle of the church. Jesus isn't in Pluto. Pluto. He knows what's going on. He knows what churches are right and which are wrong. And again, you know, the scriptures are very clear. We By this we know we've passed from death unto life because we love the brethren. You can't sit there and bag on the church of God. You can't sit there and bag on the people of God and think that you are holier than thou or justified or any of those positions and think that you are in sync with God. Because there was this one guy named Saul who was tearing about the church and Jesus said, you're not touching them, you're touching me. He goes, why are you persecuting me? That's how closely Jesus thinks of the church. So my encouragement, my admonition, my I want to pat you on the back is, okay, it's okay to have a bad church experience, recover from it. It doesn't mean that you can't go to different churches. I'll talk about that uh, probably in the third segment. how, How did I get back into a church after that? We'll probably get to that later on. But the bottom line is this. The church of God is God's delight. And if you are going to a church that is sucking the life out of you, go to a different church. Okay? Get off your blessed assurance and find a fellowship that works. But don't go because they're challenging you in sin. Or don't go because they're not supporting you when you're in your lifestyle that is anti-scriptural. If the church is not acknowledging Jesus Christ as Lord, as the center of all things, if it doesn't hold the scriptures or the authority, if it doesn't believe in the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, then those are that's different, right? So I encourage you to be a church participator. I'm not going to pull from back from that ever. The first book I wrote talks about that God allows painful experiences to bring us to different places, And you already know that's true, because even if you're in the perfect will of God, like the disciples were, with Jesus on the boat, there was still a storm. i it's like, okay, that happens. That's how life is. And we walk it with God. All right? All right. Boy, that was a little little rant, wasn't it? Okay. Uh, Okay, so... Actually, what I want to do is I want to break early and then come back because this last part's uh, kind of like a bizarre part. So let's let's take our break. Hang in there. Don't go anywhere like the intense part's kind of coming up. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the true station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere.
1: What is the David Spoon experience?
0: Everybody stand up. Everybody stand up. Everybody say yes. Everybody say yes. We can. We can. We can do it. We can do it. Jesus wants to make us rich. Let's go. Let's go. Okay. Instead of that rubbish, okay? I mean, I saw yes, man. I mean, instead of that rubbish, here is the Bible self-help program. Ready? Mm -hmm. Deny yourself. Lose yourself. Find yourself. Right? So when Brian Griffin on the cartoon wrote, you know, think it, with, wish it, think it, want it, get it, whatever that was, he missed that. I'm just saying it's deny yourself, lose yourself, find yourself. Okay, there you go. Because in the Christian process, the only way for true creation to get it is to die to the sinful part. It's just the only way. There's no other. There is nothing else. You see, here's the di- here's the deal. God creates us. Then we rebel. And then we have this sinful nature passed on from our parent. For, 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 long, 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 Adam and Eve. People are like, well, it was these molecule numbers. Okay, Adam molecule one and Eve molecule two. Anyhow, the bottom line is they, they had offspring. We're all a part of that offspring. And in that process— There was a nature of rebellion communicated to every piece of offspring. In this, Jesus comes and says, until that dies, you're never going to find who you were really meant to be. That's the key. And so then you get into the better theologies about talking about the law and how the law pushes the bad desires, and bad desires lead to sin, and sin leads to death. And you go through that process, and that's great. But what I want you to get is if you really want to find out who you are, be less of you, not more of you. Don't put more of you on social media. Be less of you in a prayer closet. Be less of you separating yourself from Uh, the world and from the influences and lose the need to be on stage and find the need to be on your knees. That is how you find yourself. That's how you find what your purpose was, what you were created for. In fact, one of the chapters in the book that are with the uh, Jewish Christian talks a little bit about that, that when you do it in God, you come to an end to yourself and look to God and say, I don't even know what I'm supposed to be doing. I don't even know what would make me happy. And the irony is, only God knows what would really bless your existence. So, why would you go anywhere else? Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. We are going to do one more trivia question. I have decided to pull one off. Yep, yep, yep. Which is the only gospel to record the event of Jesus washing his disciples' feet? Now, you got a one-in-four shot. Matthew, Mark, Luke, or John. That's all you got. There it is. Leaving it there. If you think you know, 972 Four four five zero seven seven zero. You can also text in two one four two one zero eight four eight three as well. You can send an email David at he must increase dot org. Uh, so we're gonna wrap this up. Uh, uh, there will be a part three and part four
3: <laughs> of
1: Christian
0: Chaos. So I want you to understand something that I think is really important, and that this is the Spirit part. I don't want to say <clears throat> the other parts weren't the Holy Spirit part, but this is the the part that really started to make the change when we were uh, seeking the Lord and going through this church cult. And and it's important for people to understand when I say it's a church cult, it's a church cult. Why? Because it wasn't centered about, it was, Jesus was talked about and Jesus was promoted and the scriptures were promoted, but it was inward focused to the point where everything pointed to the greatness of the man of God. A great ministry points to Jesus, and only Jesus, because it's Jesus who's at the core. Somebody ready to answer the trivia question? Let's fire it through, because we're on tight time. Uh, go ahead and send them through. This is David. Who am I talking to? Hi.
1: Hi, David.
0: Joanne. Hi, Joyanne.
1: Quick, quick answer. Hi. <laughs> I know we're tight on time, and the answer is the Gospel of John.
0: That is correct, ma'am. You are right.
1: <laughs> Thank you. And,
2: and just a quick a quick goodbye to Chris. We love you, Captain Chris. And you made us laugh, and we'll never forget you. We'll pray for you. And then we, we
3: love Gabriel and welcome him aboard, mighty Gabriel.
0: Amen. Excellent Amen. job, Joanne. Great, <laughs> great job. Great work. Excellent.
1: Great, great. Great show today. Loving every bit of it. Bless you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
0: See, she knows. what I love about Joanne? She knows. Okay, we're tight on time. Let's get this done. (laughs) Great job. Excellent answer. All right, so here's something I want to say. I only got three minutes to say, but I want to make sure you understand this, okay? When you're in a church that's kind of like nutty, okay, if you're a real Christian, there's this. I'm just going to say it just that way. People don't have to like it. I don't care. There's something in you that wants more. When Moses was doing all the stuff he was doing, he got to this point, and he just like was like uh, the Lord uh, was talking to him, and he's like, you know what? He goes, I want to see you. I want more. It's not enough. It's not enough for me. If you're going to be with us, I need to see you. I need more. And there's just something inside a person that says, I want more. This is not an add-on. This is my life. This is my existence. My connection to you. As the deer panteth for the water, so my soul longs for you, O Lord. And there was something inside Billy, Bruce, and myself, and Larry that wanted more. And that, I think, is the actual moment that the cracks started in the church and the control started to shake. Because we became wiser in Scripture, we recognized when Scripture was being used against us. You know, we got introduced to all these wonderful concepts called fellowship band. And at some point they even went, I'll just tell you this, uh, a forerunner for the future. They went as far as saying, that's the spirit of David Spoon. And when they said that, I said, oh my goodness, that's fantastic. In fact, I'm Reverend Spoon, and all the people that follow me are some young Spoonies. There's just Spoonies. Reverend, some young spoon in my spoonies. It's like, it's so dumb. And it's like, at some point, it just gets to be ridiculous. Uh, There's so much to share with you. Here's the one thing I want to leave with you. At your church, you'll never get enough, but your church should help you want more and more and want to be more involved in the kingdom and more involved in serving and more involved in loving and more connected to the Lord and more of a blessing to people. It should be focused on the mission of advancing the kingdom of God. And if you like your church but you're not getting that, then you go talk to your pastor, you talk to people. But if your pastor is trying to control you and tell you who to date and who to marry and how much to give, get out. Get out. Because that's not a church. That's a cult. Jesus never had to do that. They served him because they loved him, not because he manipulated. Okay? All right. We're going to stop there. There's so much to tell you, folks, but we'll just leave it there. You have been listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the True station here in Texas, 22-and-a-half-hour break. Then we'll be back. More Insanity with Spoonanity. Talk to you then.
1: The views expressed in the preceding program were those of the speakers and not necessarily those of KAAM, DJRD Broadcasting, or its sponsors.